What's up guys, I am Jake and this is the MMA Weekly Show. Now, today I am going to be giving my take on all of the news from this week in MMA, otherwise known as Mixed Martial Arts. Now, I just recorded my UFC Calgary breakdown analysis thing so if you want me to post that please tell me and i will post it later in the week but i only have a couple of days left before the fight card so please tell me soon or it will never be seen so today i'm going to be running down a list of topics that i am making up off the top of my head at this very moment and i'm going to give my takes on them Make sure to give me your takes in the comments, and make sure to leave a like, share, subscribe, follow, do whatever. Just, uh, you know, give me some feedback on what you think this is. Should I make this a daily series or a weekly series? Probably won't be able to do daily, but I might be able to do weekly or even maybe twice a week. So, yeah, enjoy! Okay, so probably the biggest news of the week is is surrounding UFC 228 in uh, Dallas, Texas. That's happening on September 8th, or is it September 28th? It's probably September 28th in Dallas, Texas, UFC 228. And that card was without a main event up until yesterday morning. And that's when the UFC announced that the welterweight champion, Tyron Woodley, who's... Uh, Tyron Woodley, whose last title defense was against Damian Maya in the worst fight of all time back at UFC 214. But he is back for UFC 228. And that is where he will take on the gorilla Darren Till in the main event of the card for the undisputed welterweight title of the world. And every announcement comes with a little bit of controversy, and this one is no different. Because... I mean, to start with, Colby Covington, who, if you know me very well, I absolutely despise. He is, or he was the interim champion at the time. He was going to get the next title shot. He just beat Rafael Dos Anjos at UFC 225 to claim the interim title after a five-round. I'm sad to say, but it was a five-round demolition. But... You know, he was going to get the next title shot, so it didn't make sense to give Darren Till that title shot. But the interim champion, or the former interim champion, Colby Covington, was injured. And they had to strip him of his title, which, honestly, when I heard it, I was dancing around with joy. So, um, Colby Covington is out of the picture because of a, a nasal injury, I think it is. So, he is out of the picture, which means Darren Till is slotted in. But giving Darren Till the title shot is more controversial than you would think. As most of you probably know, Darren Till missed weight coming in at 174.5 pounds for his fight in Liverpool against Stephen Wonder by Thompson in May. That's the fight he won by unanimous decision to earn himself this title shot. But like I said, he did miss weight by quite a large margin and he had to weigh in on fight day again because it was made in the new fight contract that he couldn't weigh more than 188 pounds on the day of the fight. He did make that limit, but I am 
kind of skeptical of whether or not Darren Till can make the weight for this fight. He does have to make 170 on the mark, not even 0.1 of a pound over, or else, you know, you should probably ask Al Iaquinta about that because, yeah, it's it's kind of, it kind of sucks. But anyway, you know, Darren Till, I don't really, I, I mean, I have faith in him, but I'm not sure that he's going to deliver. I mean, it's, I, I hope he does because this fight, it could go one of two ways, really. It could go, it could, it could go anyway. It, it really could. So hope, pray that Darren Till will make weight for this fight and hope that it's going to be a banging fight. Now, on the kind of more analytical side of this, it's a very, very tough matchup for both men. Darren Till, he dropped Wonderboy in the fifth round of their fight, which not a lot of people other than Tyrone Woodley can do. So, we know that Darren Till, he he was able to take shots from Wonderboy, he was able to deliver them. We, we saw that in his fight with Cowboy. You know, he really has just skyrocketed his career up by showing his striking skills. He came in against Cowboy as the as a complete unknown, went in and smashed him in in under a round. So we know that Darren Till he is a legitimate threat on the feet to Tyron Woodley. And he he was a threat against Wonderboy as well and that kind of showed you know, against Cowboy he showed that he is quite aggressive and that he can push forward. But I think that, that that side of him was only used against Cowboy because Cowboy, he does not like to be put under pressure. He can't deliver under pressure. So if you pressure Cowboy into a corner, he is going to crumble. But against Wonderboy, we saw a more relaxed and logical side of Darren Till where we saw him picking Wonderboy apart, waiting for the counter shots, you know, landing at the right time, composing himself, keeping his stamina for a five-round fight. You can argue that the weight difference might have affected his cardio and maybe that, you know, the extra weight may have, it may have uh, led to a couple of big punches landing and a couple of big punches hurting Wonderboy, but again, I don't really think so. I I think Darren Till. He, he uh when he landed those shots, they were they were gonna knock Wonderboy down regardless of what he weighed in at. So we know that Darren Till is a threat on the feet, but one thing we haven't really seen is Darren Till's ground game. We haven't seen his ground game in full effect yet, and that's something that I think Tyron Woodley is gonna expose. I think. Woodley, because he's just such a good wrestler, I think that you know if if he gets Darren Till to the ground, there is gonna it's gonna cause mayhem on Till's side because we just haven't seen how good Till is on the ground, and he shouldn't be relying on his jujitsu skills against Woodley. I mean, if they are good, then sure you can rely on them, but I wouldn't, you know. I wouldn't initiate to go to the ground with Woodley or even, you know, try and grapple with him for that much. If he's on his back, sure, he can work his way up using his VJJ, but stay on the feet against Woodley because if not, Woodley, he's going to do the same thing that he does to everyone. Not beat you up, but he's going to sit there for 25 minutes and bore. he's just going to bore you to death. 
again, I know that Darren Till, he spent a lot of time in Brazil training. He probably he probably picked up a lot of jiu-jitsu skills while he was down there. So we don't know how good his ground game really is yet. And we know that Tyron Woodley, he, he stayed on the feet against Wonderboy. But one thing that Woodley has a really bad habit of is leaving his back against the cage. And that... That is kind of it's 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 kind of like a a a, a tooth. I cannot speak today. It's kind of like a double-edged sword because when he is all that way back, he can explode into his double legs. He can explode into that big left hand. He can really really do some damage from there. But Wonder Boy exploited this this tactic, and so did Rory McDonald and Nate Marquardt, and and most of his losses. It's because he had his back up against the cage. The taller, lankier fighter like Till is, those fighters, because they can stay at range, they can keep Woodley up against the fence no matter what. The takedowns and the left hands might be a problem, but uh, Till showed that his head movement is on point. So I think that if Till, if he keeps Woodley up against the cage and he becomes the aggressor in that like he did against... I mean, maybe more relaxed than he did against Cowboy, but if he uses the same the same mentality when he goes into there to pressure him against the cage, I think he's going to win. But that's just my take on the fight. Um, Let me know what you think. Again, it's a little bit too early to speculate. Like I said, there could be weight issues, there could be training issues, diet issues, all that, all that stuff. So tell me what you think. But the earliest prediction that I have now is that maybe... Till might be able to stuff enough takedowns that he can keep Woodley up against the fence and, you know, maybe start to use his striking a bit more in the later rounds when Woodley will gas out because Woodley gasses out all the time. Even when he's doing nothing, he still gasses out. So I think if Till can stuff the takedowns and keep Woodley up against the fence, you know, let let some of those big left hands off, I think he's I think he might be able to get the TKO stoppage. So my earliest prediction right now is Darren Till by TKO in the fourth round. But now we're going to UFC 230 in Madison Square Garden on November 3rd. And the only fights announced for this card so far have been middleweight fights. And um, there was an announcement that Derek Brunson versus Israel Adesanya, that's being targeted for that card. So that would be four middleweight fights. You could start a bloody middleweight tournament on that card. So, yeah. So the fights announced for that card are Ronaldo Jacare Souza versus David Branch, which I think it's a good striker versus grappler matchup. <clears throat> I think Jacare is maybe a bit higher level on the ground than Branch is on the feet, but it's going to be interesting because Jacare hasn't really been on form lately and David Branch has. So I think, you know, the kicks of David Branch might be able to exploit a um, couple of holes in Jacare's game, but I think Jacare he has more experience, and that's what could earn him the victory. Uh, the next one is Chris Weidman versus Luke Rockhold. Now, this fight, it's yet to be actually confirmed by the UFC, but it's being heavily targeted. Uh, you know, uh, it is the rematch, uh, you know, at UFC 194, when Luke Rockhold took... Uh, he took the undefeated record and the title from Chris Weidman. 
Uh, but we all know how it all played out when Michael Bisping came in and stole the title from Rockhold. But anyway, I think that matchup it's gonna be it's gonna be good. Both men, you know, Weidman recently snapped his three fight losing streak uh, with a win over Kelvin Gastelum, who is now challenging for the title against Robert Wicker on a season of the Ultimate Fighter. But uh, you know, you can you can question the title shot for Gastelum, but I th- I think he deserves it. He got a win over Jacare, so I think Jacare he's probably more high profile than Weidman, so I think I think Gastelum he he earned he earned it. But on Weidman Rockhold too, Rockhold he ha he hasn't really been successful lately. He hasn't really been fighting. Uh, his last win was a win over David Branch in September of two thousand seventeen. And his most recent fight was a loss to Yoel Romero at UFC 221. It was my third round knockout. Now, Romero did miss weight for that fight. It was for the interim title. But, you know, I felt that Rockhold was maybe picking him apart for the first two rounds. But, I mean, we all know about third round. We all know about third round Romero. So, yeah, Rockhold versus Wyman too. It's going to be a tough fight, I feel. Wyman, he might be a little, a little bit more experienced in taking losses and taking, you know, uh, maybe some hardship in fights now. You know, he has three consecutive losses, uh, to Rockhold, Romero, and Musasi, two of which came by uh controversial leads. Um, but you know, I think this fight it's going to be great. Um, I think the winner. The winner probably gets put back into title, title, title contention, and the loser is probably looking at a Bellator career. So, um, I think Rockhold probably takes this one, just like he did in the first fight. I think Weidman is going to mess up somewhere, and when Rockhold takes it to the ground, he'll probably finish it again. Uh, so yeah, again, yet to be confirmed. Might not even be happening, but I would like, I would love to see that rematch again. Now, the next one was announced, uh, I think it was maybe a day ago, maybe two days ago, whenever you're listening to this, uh, but it's Yoel Romero versus Paolo Costa. Now, this fight, it's like the winner gets a get-out-of-you-sad-a-free card, okay? I mean, both of these guys have been accused of cheating in the past, um, so I think, I mean, Yoel Romero, he has failed. A drug test in the past, but I think Paulo Costa is actually in better shape than Yoel Romero, and somehow he hasn't failed a, a doping test yet. But uh, they both will soon. I'm I'm gonna assume. I think this fight it would be great, except there's a little bit of controversy around it again. Yoel Romero came out and stated that this that this fight wasn't actually happening. That he hadn't signed the contract yet, not because you know he didn't want to fight Paulo Costa because I think Romero would fight anyone on any day, but he recently had surgery. He recently had surgery on his orbital bone after his very close split decision loss to champion Robert Whitaker in their rematch at UFC 225. Both of Romero's eyes were absolutely closed in, so you know he was pre- he was pretty banged up after that fight. So he had to go get orbital orbital bone surgery. And he's he is still recovering. I think that's the only reason he didn't. That's that's the only reason that he didn't fill in for Volkan Uzdemir to fight Alexander Gustafsson at light heavyweight, which I will be talking about later. 
but that is the only reason that he didn't fill in because he would have filled in. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's a bit weird that the UFC would announce this as a fight. He thinks that they're trying to pressure him into the fight, but um, I I don't think so. I mean, the UFC have never. I mean, the UFC. They are that way a bit, but, you know, they've never announced a fight that hasn't actually been announced yet. You know, that hasn't actually been confirmed yet, so. The, the UFC are known to pressure, they're known to pressure fighters into fighting, but they wouldn't announce it. So, um, I don't know, it's it's a little bit strange. I hope this fight does come to uh, fruition pretty soon, because I'd love to see both of these both of these fighters in action. I mean, Paolo Costa is an absolute machine. He's just... He's just a destroyer. He's looked insane recently. You know, knocking out Oluwale, Bamboche, uh, Johnny Hendricks, Uriah Hall, you know, just just anyone you put in front of him, that guy is he's just like he's insane. <laughs> you know, twelve and 0 undefeated knockout machine. Just coming off a big win against Uriah Hall, so yeah, it's uh it's gonna be very interesting to see. So, the other thing that I said I was going to talk about was the whole Alexander Gustafsson situation, because about a, about a week ago... No, 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 I, was, I told myself I wasn't going to do that. So, about about seven days ago, Vulcan Uzdemir pulled out of his fight against Alexander Gustafsson, which is scheduled for UFC 227. He pulled out citing an injury or something, maybe it was a visa issue, but... He had to pull out of that fight. And he also had to pull out of his fight against Shogun uh, at Hamburg, which just happened. That's when Anthony Smith filled in and knocked out Shogun. I'm pretty sure I'm going to talk about that later as well. But anyway, Uzdemir was out, and they were looking for an opponent for Gustafsson. And, you know, they offered Romero, but like I said, he was having orbital bone surgery, and he was just out, and he he wouldn't be able to fight. Um, They offered... Oh, sorry. Uh, they offered Ovin St. Prue, which, you know, uh, OSP hasn't been on great form lately, and uh, he's getting married on that day, so we kind of coincide with plans. They offered Corey Anderson, if he came away unscathed from his fight with Glover Teixeira at UFC Hamburg, um, which he did, but uh, I don't think Gus would have accepted that fight. Um, they offered him... Well, Anthony Smith wanted to fight. He most recently knocked out Shogun at UFC Hamburg. And he, just the month before that, he knocked out Rashad Evans. So it would have been three fights in three months. So, but Gustafson, he declined all of those fights. Except for the Anthony Smith fight, which he didn't decline because it wasn't really offered to him. But right after the fight, he just said that he was off the card as well, because he was injured also. But before that, he wanted to move up to heavyweight, and he wanted to fight Daniel Cormier for the heavyweight title on that card, which is absolute nonsense, Gus, because you haven't earned a title shot yet. You haven't even earned a, you haven't even earned a heavyweight title shot. Never mind. You haven't even earned a light heavyweight title shot. Never mind one a heavyweight, okay? So... Shut the hell up, Gus. So, Daniel Cormier said that he is done trying to get a fight with Gustafsson at light heavyweight. 
he's not he's not gonna fight Gus again because he is like he said that uh, he's like two faced. He's manipulative. He's a he's a liar. He's just saying all these things about Gustafson because the minute that someone offered himself and is like a legit contender, a light heavyweight now in Anthony Smith, the minute that Anthony Smith offers himself, he says that he's injured as well. So, you know, it is a little bit two-faced from Gus. He just wants a big money fight. And, and the moment a legit contender offers himself, he pulls out, which is, you know, it's kind of crappy of Gus because I would have liked I would have I would have liked to see Anthony Smith versus Alexander Gustafsson. It would have been a really good fight. But, you know, it is a little crappy from Gus not to accept that fight. So DC, he's never gonna fight Gustafsson again, which is a bit of a shame because their first fight was awesome. And I really wanted to see that rematch for a long time, but you know what, it's probably for the better. Cormier, he only has two fights left in his career. And Cormier is actually our next topic, so let's slide straight into that. So the topic on Daniel Cormier is that recently, Corey Anderson, after his win over Glover Teixeira, he called out Daniel Cormier on Twitter and said, Hey DC, you know, like they said if I bet Teixeira that I would have a title shot, and I did, so where's my title shot, bro? And... DC just replied and said, okay, just tell me when and where and I'll come back down to 205 and fight you. Which I was a little surprised by, if I'm being honest, because I thought I thought DC was looking for big fights for Legacy, but I may have been mistaken. He might just want to fight a couple of nobodies. Um, you know, just maybe... Uh, I'm not calling Corey Anderson a nobody. He is a legit contender now, but I just don't think he's title-ready. Because the rankings were released today. He's only number 6 after he bet the number 3 guy in the world. Which I am a little disappointed about. I was hoping he was a little bit higher. But I think DC... Maybe before he does the third fight with John Jones. Or maybe before he fights Brock Lesnar at heavyweight. I'm thinking that maybe he just wants to get... He just wants to get one more... He just wants to get one more shot in. And Alir Latifi did the same. He said... Like, Alir Latifi, he's the number three contender in the world now, which is just insane to think about. He said, like, I'm the number three guy in the world now. You replied to Anderson, why aren't you replying to me? I want my title shot. And DC was just like, yeah, okay, I'll fight you. Okay, <laughs> no problem. So, again, big, big fights for those contenders but not really the biggest fights for DC. So uh, tell me what you guys think. Should DC take that fight? Should he wait for Brock Lesnar? He says he only has two more fights before he retires in March, because that's when he turns 40. So, uh, you know, t- tell me tell me your your opinion on this whole thing. I think maybe he, he should take a fight against, oh, I don't know, maybe Alir Latifi or, you know, Maybe not a rematch against Volkan Uzdemir, but he should maybe fight Jan Blakovic, Ilir Latifi, you know, some of the top-ranked guys, not guys like Anthony Smith and Corey Anderson, who were, you know, number six and nine in the world. So I think he should probably fight maybe Ilir Latifi or Jan Blakovic or, you know, Gustafsson. He was an option until DC ruled him out, so... 
you know, we'll we'll just have to wait and see at this point. Uh, another just quick piece of news that I read on Twitter was that uh, the Bellator Heavyweight Grand Prix is officially, the semi-finals are moving into action, and the dates have been confirmed. Uh, Ryan Bader, the light heavyweight champion, will fight Matt, his, uh, I think, yeah, Matt Mitrione is his teammate. He, uh, so Ryan Bader will fight Matt Mitrione at heavyweight, and it will headline Bellator 207. And that is the first semi-final matchup. And the second one is Fedor Emelianenko versus Chael Sonnen, which is just kind of unreal to say because never in my life I would have thought to be saying that. But Fedor versus Sonnen will be headlining Bellator 208. Um, And then the two finalists will probably fight maybe at the start of 2019. you know, I'm I'm very excited. I'm glad that they did this, and I'm glad that they're doing a ten man tournament at welterweight because that's that is really going to be interesting. There's probably some hotter, fresher names at welterweight. There's a lot more prospects like uh, Michael Venom Page, Paul Daly, John Fitch, Roy McDonald. All those guys, I think they're all really going to be legit pound for pound guys once the tournament is over. Um, so I'm really excited about both tournaments. You know, the Bellator heavyweight one coming to a close. Who's going to be the heavyweight champion? And the welterweight tournament, because Scott Coker said that the minute that Rory McDonald starts fighting, his belt will be on the line. So if Rory McDonald gets beat in the first round of the quarterfinals, whoever beats him is, or whoever he's going to fight, whoever beats him, will be the champion. And if he makes it. I swear, if he actually makes it to the finals of that tournament without losing a fight, without losing his belt, Rory McDonald is one of the best pound-for-pound fighters in the world. Not just a welterweight, like, in the world, because some of the best fighters in the welterweight division are in that Bellator welterweight tournament. I'd like to see McDonald come back to the UFC, fight Tyron Woodley, fight Darren Till, you know, all those other guys to really cement his legacy as one of the greatest welterweights of all time, but that's probably never going to happen because you know contract disputes and all that. But really, would have liked to see McDonald, like the the new on form McDonald, back in the UFC fighting Darren Till, um, just you know other other contender uh, Colby Covington, you know other guys like that. So I think yeah, it it's. I would like to see him back in there, but, you know, um, the heavyweight Grand Prix, welterweight Grand Prix, Roy McDonald's unscathiness. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's all it's all pretty good in the next couple of months. Um, just a couple of other fights I'm looking forward to. James Vick versus Justin Gaethje. That's going to be a really good fight because, you know, Justin Gaethje is coming off two consecutive TKO losses to Eddie Alvarez and Dustin Poirier. Uh, not on the best of form recently. Lost his, his undefeated record. But still able to take so much damage. And James Vick stepped up on... Stepped up on... Uh, stepped up on short notice to fight Justin Gaethje. After Ally Quinta pulled out. Um, I think this fight is going to be really good. I've been following James Vick for a long time now. I've been, I've been waiting to see him in the top 15. Um, you know, so 
this uh this card you know i i haven't seen much of that card recently but that fight is good it's going to be really good uh, i feel it's going to be a barn burner and i think it goes five rounds as well not entirely sure who's going to win a lot of people like most people are siding with gaichi but don't count james vick out of this one because he might pull something out of the blue another fight that's been a bit overlooked is mark hunt versus alexi Olenek. That fight, it's meant to be just, you know, one of those stupid cards with a couple of nobodies on it, but those cards are usually the ones that you, that, you know, you're kind of, you feel bad for missing them because you think there's going to be nobodies on it, but it turns out, you know, there's, there's, they are nobodies, but they're going to turn out to be great fighters. And that's why I love these cards so much. You know, you do get your often, you know, you're often your sleep fest fights. But, you know, there is a lot of good prospects on that card. And I think Hunt and Olenek, I think it's going to be a good fight as well. It's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how Mark Hunt is going to adapt to the ground game of uh, Olenek. Because, you know, that's where Hunt kind of went wrong against Curtis Blades. He did win on the striking, but as soon as it went to the ground, Blades had him done. So I'd like to see how, how he's going to handle the ground game of Alexei Olenek. And I'd like to see how Olenek, I'd like to see how he puts up, you know, with the big bombs of Mark Hunt. So that card, it's going to be in Russia. So yeah, another fight being targeted for that UFC Moscow card in Russia is uh, Derek Lewis versus Alexander Volkov. Volkov really wants to fight on the Moscow card and there's no one else but Derek Lewis right now. And, you know, Lewis, he's declining the fight, saying that he, you know, a black man in Russia doesn't work. And, you know, Volkov saying, you know, don't be racist. Um, you know, don't be racist. Just come fight in Russia. But I don't, I hope that fight comes through because I've been following Volkov ever since he was in Bellator, which is a decent amount of time ago. But I'm really excited for him to make a title run uh, because. You know, as soon as DC vacates, I think a heavyweight Grand Prix in the UFC will be needed to try and find a champion in there. So, you know, Stipe is out. Nganu is, well, let Brock Lesnar put it in. Um, You know, Nganu is just not himself at the minute. Curtis Blades is out. Uh, Just a lot of the top contenders are out at the minute, so... I would like to see Junior Dos Santos versus Alexander Volkov, but Derek Lewis versus Volkov, very interesting matchup. Would love to see that fight. So we are just over the half hour mark, and I've been rambling on about MMA for the past half hour. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. If you did, make sure to leave a like, subscribe, comment, and share. Tell all your friends about this. You know, if you want me to post my uh, Alvarez versus Poirier analysis please tell me and I will post it. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Make sure to do all those things I just said about commenting, (laughs) about commenting, liking, sharing, subscribing, give me some feedback, tell me whether or not I should post my analysis video. But that is it for now, guys. I hope you enjoyed and I will see you next week after the fights. And cut!